Welcome to Talking Biotech, the podcast dedicated to exploring the latest advancements in biotechnology, sponsored by Calabra, the R&D software that accelerates scientific discovery with AI. Each week, we'll dive into the latest innovations and discoveries with industry leaders and pioneers. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Fulta. Welcome to the Talking Biotech Podcast. It's the weekly podcast about biotechnology and how it can be used to help people and the planet. And on this section of the Talking Biotech Podcast, we go all the way to Hoxie, Kansas, and we're speaking with Allison Nondorf from ANC Liquid Assets. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Allison. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now, this is great because you have made big news and really excited quite a few people in the last several weeks. You know, your family has a, a, a retail, um, a, I don't know, how do you describe it? An, a, you know, an adult beverage outlet. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, it's an adult beverage store, yeah. Okay, and at the same time, um, at the same time, you ha- uh, farm. And yeah. so you're seeing uh, one thing in the farm and, and something around the agricultural community of Hoxie that is inconsistent with uh, products that you're selling. And so what exactly happened that prompted you to begin to think about the situation? Uh, my husband and I were laying in bed watching TV, um, you know, just relaxing, and a commercial came on for Smirnoff with Ted Danson and I can't even remember the other lady's name. Um, saying that Smirnoff is now doing non-GMO, it's a healthier way to drink, and we just kind of looked at each other and went, that way, what? And we just immediately started having the conversation of, we probably shouldn't be carrying this product because it's a direct slap in our face. I think that was the exact statement I made to my husband, actually, is what a slap in our face. And and why is it a slap in your face? I mean, it's it's just another liquor product, right? Um, it's a slap in our face because we're farmers and we pr- we produce and sell GMO seeds and GMO crops. And the misconception in society is so misleading that it we ha- we just decided to stick to our morals. Yeah. So really, what you're suggesting then is that you know when a company comes out and says we're we're not going to source our materials from these farmers, we're not going to agree with the choices they make. Um, that now you're putting your foot down and saying that you're not going to. Uh, support those companies is, is that where it, we are exactly I, we're not going to be brand bullied into caring something just because they're trying to make a national brand cool by jumping on the non-gmo bandwagon and that's what we consider it to be and it's a fad and we hope that people start to see that it is just a fad and we're just decided to put our foot down and stand up for our farm our farmers our agriculture community and everyone who works tirelessly to bring food to everybody else's tables and does what we do. Yeah. And, you know, the other person you really support, though, is even just the average consumer, because most people aren't worried about this and they really rely on the American farmers, at least I should say North American farmers, because plenty of Canadians to have access to the best seed technology so that they can sustainably produce their crop. And sustainably means economically sustainable too, meaning that farmers can actually stay in the black in a very difficult place with very low prices right now. And so it's a way of supporting, um, it's a way of, it is a way that we can reinforce that taking a stand against farmer choice is not acceptable. Absolutely. 
And so what exactly did you do in the store? We uh, came to the store and we took all the Smirnoff off the shelf. And I tried to find a Smirnoff image on um, Google with an X through it, but there was not one. So I just kind of clipped and put in a little angry monkey and said no more Smirnoff. And we left it like that for a few days until I did my next order so we could show people. And we posted about it and just in a, I thought a tasteful post on our Facebook um, business page just said, we're no longer going to be carrying this. This is why we stand with science. We stand with agriculture and our community and we refuse to carry things that are hypocritical. So we took it down. That was it. And at the same time, though, you're able to now promote other products which may have a more local flavor and yeah. local origin, right? Yeah, absolutely. We carry a lot of uh, Kansas brands. I mean, a lot of grain is, made, is grown in Kansas, and we have a few brands that are made pretty close to us. Uh, Most Wanted is a great brand made in Atchison, Kansas, and it's actually my favorite vanilla vodka I've ever had. Um, they also do a citrus, and they're just a regular vodka. Behind Bars is also made here in Kansas and uh, is a great one. And they also make a whiskey and a gin. Um, I don't know if Most Wanted is looking into doing other things, but we enjoy all of those. And we also have a vodka called Milo that is made from Milo. Hence the clever name. Yes, yes. <laughs> they were very deceptive on that name. So what what has been the response, though? I mean, have, have consumers come in and said, you know, well, you, you don't carry the vodka I used to buy, so I'm going somewhere else? Or did, have they really said, thank you for standing up for us? Actually, the latter. We've had so many people come in that actually have got used to go to another store further away or even uh, the other store in town and, and say, you know, we were so moved by what you did and supporting us because 90% of our town is in the agriculture business. And the response on Facebook has been astronomical we've had private messages from um japan and australia south america canada all over the united states and not one negative comment i was expecting when it started to be shared all over the world that we'd at least get one you know anti-gmo person chiming in and the only one we kind of got was that they said to each their own and i thought that's not too bad <laughs> that's pretty good that's, that's... I, can, I can handle that one um but it was it has been overwhelming um the outpour of thankfulness and, you know, a lot of our families are farmers as well. Um, they just do, you know, they have their own farms and they've come in and said that they've heard things when they go to meetings or everything. And it's just been great. We haven't had any negativity. And I think the post now has been shared. I mean, thousands and thousands of times. Yeah. And I think that's really, really exciting because it, to me, this is the kind of nucleation we need to really inject the science back into the conversation. We can't, Absolutely. You know, we can't have an honest conversation about food and farming when people are actively distorting what it is that farmers do and the choices they make. And so this is really maybe, I would like to think that this could be, you know, the, the, the bad analogy, but the seed of yes. the change. The, the catalyst to boost it. Yeah, I mean, could this be the beginning of, of really showing behind the curtain that this kind of fear-based advertising and trendy uh, exclusion labeling is something that um, really isn't terribly sexy and actually something that works against our best interests? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it diminishes real hard workers, and every time someone jumps on that bandwagon, it's just kind of continually slaps in the face, but... I'm hoping with this and it, and everybody taking to it so well that people will actually start to look at the science and not just look at what celebrities selling it or what 
they read on the internet from, let's say, David Wolf or anybody else. They, this is real science. We're not making things up to sell things. I mean, let's be honest. Um, vodka is a class one carcinogen in the first place. So saying that it's non-GMO to wear this fake halo that it's healthier, it's kind of a joke. And that's what my husband and I laughed about is, do they really think that? <laughs> like, do people not realize? But if you ask this, the the um, everyday person what GMO stands for, most people can't even tell you. And even our local newspaper guy, we have two papers in our town, and one of them called me the other day because he heard about this at like the coffee shop and said he wanted to write a story about it. And I had to sit with him on the phone for 30 minutes and explain what a GMO was to him because he didn't even know. Yeah, and this is your hometown paper, you know, and that, that really yeah. does say a lot. Yeah. How, how much risk is this in there for you? I mean, do you take, when you have a major brand, it's like saying we're not going to carry Budweiser, we're not going to right. carry, you know, how much does eliminating a major brand really expose you to uh, to loss? You know, I think with any any risk you taste like take like this, there is going to be some risk, there is going to be potential loss, but we have not had one person come in and say, oh, I'm not going to shop here. We've actually had everybody try something else. And soon we're going to be having a, a vodka tasting with some of the flavors. Because Smirnoff really doesn't sell that well around here anyways. I mean, there's definitely flavors that did. Vanilla, caramel, lime, you know, the staples. Well, I found other brands that had those flavors. And we're going to do a tasting so people can see that there is just as great vodka, different name, cheaper and locally sourced. Yeah, I know that we um, were recently at a place where they had a uh, like a grapefruit and something mix, and there was some new kind of grapefruit vodka that Smirnoff made. And we asked, you know, well, what do you, what do you, what's in here? And they said, oh, this is this new kind of Smirnoff. And then we learned about your story. We went to the store to buy the grapefruit stuff, and we, um, I took it out of the cart and put it back on the shelf there and got go. some other kind. And All right. this is what it takes. And, yeah, like and, Absolute makes a great grapefruit. Absolute's a little bit more expensive than Smirnoff, but they make great flavors. But then a ton of other people make grapefruit. I mean, I'm looking at Deep Eddie Ruby Red right here. Yep, and that, it's that's what we the bought. Same exact cost. Yeah, that's the one we bought, and we got like the giant family size 55 yep. gallon drum. So, that, I mean, you, you might as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're gonna go big, you know, it doesn't go bad really. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, some beer can go bad. Some beer can go out of date, but alcohol never goes bad. Yeah, and the, the beer doesn't last long enough to go bad in my house. Right. <laughs> right. Well, is there any, um, like, where, where can people find information about your Facebook page? Or is there a way that people can support you online, either by, you know, maybe making a donation to the tastings or something like that? Or even can we buy products from you online? Um, unfortunately, in the state of Kansas, you cannot buy um, anything online. Uh, Kansas has some very strict rules, which is just fine. Um, but if they just would share it and educate people and and really spread the word in a in a in a positive manner, not arguing, no demeaning, you know, no negativity towards someone that doesn't agree with them, but maybe show them the page, share it on their Facebook, talk about it, talk about it with their local liquor store. Like, go into their local liquor store and say, you know, have you heard about this? Maybe you should think about doing the same thing. And maybe then Smirnoff will sit up and, and take notice. Because I did con con put together an email with all the publications about this and all the responses that I've gotten, and I'm sending it to Smirnoff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. And I think that companies like that, they really do respond when it is 
a of significant interest. And when they realize that this um, flyover country that they take for granted, um, that they um, well, if you if we didn't have farmers, none of us would be eating. None of us would be you know, experience what we're, what we're able to, or having the clothes we have, or, you know, we're also cattle ranchers. You wouldn't be eating how you eat. You wouldn't be some people wearing the clothes you wear. And these people that are claiming they want non-GMO and all these things are also the people that have leather seats in their car. And to me, it's all tied in. You can't have one belief and believe something else. You have to kind of tie it in. Well, and that's what we're actively trying to correct in science, at least from the universities, is how do we help communicate what this is and what it isn't to connect people better with the farm and with farmers and with the science. Because I think at the end of the day, you realize that really this is good stuff that's helping us all live better lives, and we should be grateful for it rather than fighting it. Absolutely. I think if people would look more into GMOs and what they actually are about is we're using less land, less resources. We're producing more. It's we're leaving less of a carbon footprint. We're we're doing our best to save the Earth's resources. Like, let's be honest, we've done some things to this Earth that are not the best. With a lot of things, farmers are not those people. Well, the, we are the people helping that. And you're at ANC Liquid Assets. Yes. All right. Well, I really hope that someday I can come visit, and I really hope you can help me increase my ethanol footprint. You know what? We will. (laughs) Yeah, if anybody's ever in the northwest Kansas area, we're right on Highway 24. You can't miss us. We have a big, huge, beautiful sign my dad and his friend made for us, and we have a drive-through if you're in a hurry. And we're right off. We're about 20 miles off I-70, just straight north on exit 95 on I-70. Yeah, as I said recently on this podcast, a conveniently located almost precisely between Denver, Kansas City, Wichita, and Colorado Springs. Yes, <laughs> we really are. It's, I mean, it's right there in the middle. I mean, we're we're actually closer to Denver than we are Kansas City. Um, it's We're on the exact opposite side of the state as Kansas City. Like, you couldn't get any farther away. Well... Allison Nondorf, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you and your husband and your entire family for what, you know, is a risky move and for really standing up for farmers, standing up for agriculture, and standing up for the science. Awesome, and thank you so much for all of your help and your contributing to everything as well. Thank you for listening to the Talking Biotech podcast. Send your suggestions for guests, comments, or questions to talkingbiotech.com at gmail.com. Please write a review of this podcast on iTunes and recommend it to a friend. More downloads help us reach a wider audience with science. You've been listening to Talking Biotech, sponsored by Calabra, the platform that bridges the gap between siloed research tools. With Calabra's electronic lab notebook, Scientists can work together in real time, sharing data and insights with ease. Revolutionize your research collaboration. Sign up for a demo today at collabra.app, C-O-L-A-B-R-A dot A-P-P.